Josh Bertaccini joining us, the voice of that part of the country. I've been waiting a long time for this. The moment you've been waiting for. KB, maybe you can do commentary live. And the show that everyone's been talking about. Not the game that I go out there and die for and play every game like it's my last. It's time for the real NWA JP. At least I work the place that you can find when you're looking for it. Follow, watch, and listen across social media at the real NWA JP. Okay, all right, because it's all about the little things. Streaming live on YouTube, Podbean, and worldwide at therealnwajp.com. You were man on fire last night on the post game. You've started your day in the right way. Let's talk sports. This is primetime television here, folks. Here's your host, Josh Bertaccini. It's a privilege to hang out with you and get to spend some time together here on the digital airwaves, I'd say across Northwest Arkansas. But I think we well know this is around the planet. This is around the globe. You've got yourself an Internet connection. you got yourself a mobile device. I mean, it could be an iPad. It could be a computer, obviously. It could be a phone. Yeah, that's right. On your phone, you Bluetooth this bad boy up. And you take it with you anywhere you want. And you know what the cool thing is? The audio quality is phenomenal. I don't know if folks have been out there kind of comparing it to the old terrestrial radio, right? The local radio. But I'd like to think we sound better than most of them. We're doing the HD radio product here. And it, it sounds full. It sounds clean. You know, we've been working on the, the kinks here over the last six months. You still might hear a little something here or there. But mostly this thing is... It's in the right place, and a big part of that is y'all have supported it and stepped up and been awfully kind to this new operation of ours in the first, what, not even six months of operation. Isn't that crazy? Six months, and here we are kind of working our way to the other side of the rainbow. Well, not so much other side of the rainbow last night for Arkansas Razorback basketball. No, no, no. This was like, you know, the Wicked Witch of Tennessee coming to town and Having herself uh, her way with you. Not good. Not good. Rick Barnes, one in five all time, headed into Fayetteville and two and five as he leads it. How about Tennessee? Just demolition derby mode at Bud Walton Arena. Down the block last night, just a couple miles that way to the south of where we're sitting here on that Fayetteville Springdale border. And I'll tell you what, it was uh, it was gross. Hogs came out. You hit a few threes early. You knew you were going to need a lot of threes to stay in this basketball game. You didn't stay in the game for very long, did you? You get a a sequence of tough calls late in the first half, including a goaltend that was missed. Now, they put the two back on the board. I saw a couple of social media mentions waking up to it this morning. They put the two back up on the board. But I'm with Musselman, and we're going to hear from Muss a little later on today, some DBH time permitting, too. Must talking about the flow of the game and how the refs should have been all over that at the time because it disrupted the final couple of minutes. I mean, all of a sudden, instead of down four, you're down six, you're down eight. They don't go back and course correct it until a little deeper into halftime, which, you know, I'm not saying one basket. Now, nah, that's not what I'm saying is why you lost the basketball game. But that was a huge swing play. Nonetheless, I ain't going to be the guy who's blaming the officials. That's for you know, the disgruntled fans to do. Hogs got out-rebounded 36-25. to That's more why you lost. 
Arkansas had 15 turnovers in the game and couldn't get clean passes against Tennessee's defense. That's more why you lost the game. Tennessee has got a couple of guys in Dalton Connect and Jonas Adu who are tremendously talented forwards. I mean, I got to believe, well, Adu for sure is going to play in the NBA as a power forward. He's just too big. Dalton Connect, I mean, he's like a bigger, stronger, steadier um, kind of player than a lot of other guys his size. It's 6'6", 6'7". He reminds me of Kyle Korver with more game. I mean, he's built like Korver, just strong, rock solid. Remember Korver, the unbelievable three-point shooter in the NBA for 10, 12 years out of Creighton. Dalton Connect is not just a three-point shooter. He attacks the rack. How about the dunk he had to close out the first half? Little ball fake at the free throw line. You get LLs to jump over you. That's how good a fake that was. Jump over you, crossover dribble, into the paint, split two defenders, two-hand monster jam. That was an NBA play. You know what I like about Connect 2? Not only did he jam it there, but then he, after a little, right, a little expression, as he flushed it at the rim, what did he do? Blank expression on his face, go back and play defense. Not a lot of beating the chest. Not a lot of telling you how great he is and how he's the best player in the SEC. It's not what you got there. It's not what happened. And so what happened was Connect dominated you. And so did it do. And Tennessee's really good. And I don't know how Texas A&M beat them by double figures, but Rick Barnes has himself pretty good basketball team. Santiago Vescovi, the guard, did not play well last night. 0 for 3 from the floor, 4 points for him, but it didn't matter. Zakai Ziegler, 9 points, 6 assists. Ganey was 17. Off the pine. Tennessee just lights it up from the floor in the uh, in the second half, shooting 61%, 14-23. And for the game, 57%. You're not going to win a lot of games when your opponent makes 3 out of every 5 shots, 57%. And 21 of 24 free throws. It was one-sided. Tennessee was dominating pace of play in this game. And I think we get confused at times when we look at basketball from afar. We'll say things like, oh, the the free throws were one-sided. They were this or that. Well, they should be. Better teams should go to the line more. You're initiating contact. You're initiating play. Now, it is on the officials to keep the game somewhat fair, but it's not their job to make sure that everything's even not their job to make sure it's a tight game. You know whose job that is? The team that's playing and getting beat up on. You don't want to lose by 30 points at home on Valentine's Day? Then don't let them beat you by 30. Play with some fire. Play with some energy. Play like your season depends on it. It's not what you saw from Arkansas last night at all. Not at all. Hogs shot 37% from the floor. Second half, when you were in this game with a top 10 team, and your season was essentially on the line, Arkansas shot 25% from the floor in the second half. Are you kidding me? Eight of 31 from the floor. So you're 14 of 27 in the first half. You hit six threes, which is more than you average on the season. I think Arkansas is averaging like four threes a game, which is way too low these days. But in the second half, all fired up with a chance to take a swing at Tennessee, you come out and just get squashed. Give Tennessee 17 free throws against your eight. This is just, this is a massacre in the second half. This is a Valentine's Day massacre, just a disaster. And it was Tennessee brutalizing you. You know, this is a street fight and they just beat you the heck 
up. And so Tennessee's much better than Arkansas this year. There's no question about it. Volunteers approved to 18 and six overall, eight and three in the SEC. Joe Lenardi, friend of the show. We haven't had Joe on in, well, probably about two years now, but need to catch up with Lenardi here. We get to bracket time. He's got Tennessee as a two seed, and I buy it. How long they are, the veterans, I mean, again, Viscovi, Ziegler, Connect and Adu are as good a forward tandem as there is in the country. They're well coached. You know, Rick Barnes has never been to a Final Four. This Tennessee team sure looks like a Final Four team to me. I mean, who's going to stop Dalton Connect? It doesn't look like anybody stopped them this year, and it certainly wasn't Arkansas last night. Let's go to the Hogs. Interesting stats to take away out of this game. Only three Razorbacks played 20-plus minutes. Who were the three? Devo Davis, Tremont Mark, and Jalen Graham. Mark played 28 minutes. He was in foul trouble. That'd be why he played 28 minutes, because he's your best player. Jalen Graham played 24 minutes. And Devo Davis played the entire basketball game. Wow. 40 minutes played for Devo. Arkansas had only one player in double figures. Left. I just got to give you some stats here. This is a job. Only, but we paint the picture and then we react to it. Uh, only one player in double figures. That was Tremont Mark, who had six points in the first minute and then didn't you know do much the rest of the game. But he finished with 12. Eight for Davenport. Eight for Battle. It was nice to see him again attacking the rack. Where has he been all year after the Duke game? Graham at eight. Ellis at six. Two for Lawson. One for Mitchell. And then you put the scrubs in at the end. Is Layden Blocker a scrub? This guy's gone from starting to barely playing. Nine minutes for Layden Blocker, 0 for 3, 1 point. Four minutes for Bayfall. Didn't take a shot, 1 point on the free throw line. Joe Pinion, 3 points. And and 1. Hogs were down by 32 with 2 minutes left. Fans left with 10 minutes left. The good thing is, outside of our diehards, my guys Nate and Cody taking their boys to the game last and taking their crew. Cody took his lady. Nate took his son. Either way, showing the love. And you know what? There were not a lot of folks there at the arenas they got to see as well. I mean, I counted around ten to 12,000. I don't know. My math is usually okay on the crowds. I don't know. I'm not the guy who's going to be like, oh, there's, there's 13,804 fans here. I counted. Well, why didn't you watch the game? What were you doing staring at the crowd the whole time? No, we're going to ballpark it. 12,000 maybe? Smatterings in the upper deck. You had guys like Nate Dog and Cody looking to get seats down low, and why not at that? How about my guy Big Papa Brian Small inviting Nate Dog into his section? Very rare and very kind out of Big Papa, who has not invited me into that section yet this year. We don't want, we don't want your kind around here, JB. You make us look bad. Uh, you had one of the hunts on Walton Row, Gucci Row, Hunt Row, getting into it with the officials. That was kind of funny. Not good. Not good. But kind of funny. And nothing about this is really that funny or hilarious. Arkansas is bad. This is a bad team. We got seven games left. Thank God. Seven games in just a few weeks left. And I don't like to invoke the big man upstairs too often when it comes to sports, but good Lord, help us right now, please. Just some kind of decent finish. Hogs lose by 29, get smoked by Tennessee. I told you I thought Tennessee would win, but that Arkansas would cover nine. No, not even close. 
Not even close. Debo Davis in the loss had four assists. He becomes just the second Razorback ever. This is a good stat for you. Joining Todd Day with at least 1,000 points, 500 rebounds, and 300 assists in his Razorback career. And what an up-and-down, kind of all-over-the-place career it has been for Devo Davis at Arkansas. Just weird. All over the map and weird. But that's where we are. Hogs destroyed by a much better Tennessee team at Bud Walton last night. Arkansas now 3-8 and eight in the SEC. Excuse me. And now in a spot where, look, I mean, this season is all but over. You got seven games left. You go to Mississippi State on Saturday, one o'clock tip of your postgame show around three, 315. Because we got to do these bad boys. We got a few weeks left. So 315, we got sponsors. We got bills. I mean, at Mississippi State, at Texas A&M, the next two games. Is Arkansas winning one of these two road games? I would say no. So if you can't win either of these two road games, you're going to find yourself at what? You're three and eight in the SEC right now. Yeah, you're three and eight right now. So you're going to lose probably these next two games. You'll be three and ten in the SEC, which is obviously horrifically bad. And then you're going to be home for Missouri, which you will win if you show up. That would get you to four and ten. I'm just looking ahead here. You got Vanderbilt still to play. They're atrocious. That should be a win, but they've come in and beaten you before. I'm just going to give you the home wins here. That's five and ten. You're not winning at Kentucky, obviously. You're not winning at Alabama at the end. Or yeah, that's at Alabama. Okay. So you're not winning there either. Doesn't make a difference. Five and twelve. And then I'm missing one game here. Home for LSU to close it out on senior night at home. Okay. Five, six and 12, maybe six and 12, seven and third, seven and 11. No, I don't think seven, six and 12, five and 13. Here's the issue you got there too. Cause I don't think you're not going to the NCAA tournament unless you win the SEC tournament. It's just facts. So as we rather unhappily conclude the opening monologue here today, Arkansas is 12 and 12 overall on the season. And if you finish 5-13, and 13, you're going to be below 500. I don't think you're going to have to worry about the NIT. I don't think the NIT is going to be very interested in Arkansas attending. And if you're not a 500 team, you're not even able to qualify and be eligible for it. I don't think Arkansas is going to finish at 500. There will be no postseason for the team this year. Dysfunction, disarray. And you know what the biggest thing I see is? They don't have a lot of good players. You don't have a lot of good players. It's really hard to be good at any sport, at anything. You have to have people who are talented and good, who know what they're doing, or you can't make it happen, right? Same as sports broadcasting. You don't have somebody who knows what they're doing, who's trained at it, who's worked at it, who's putting in the thousands of reps and knows how to fly the ship. It's going to be bad, real bad. You got a lot of phonies out there right now trying to run some JB game and start their fake stuff. The fake JBs out there all over the place proliferating. You know what? It ain't easy. And you can't fake being good at something. You can't. Kind of like Arkansas versus Tennessee last night. You just can't fake being better than a team like that. Uh, Eric Musselman, he looks wore out. 59 years of age going on 60. Um, Seems like the gas in the tank is obviously starting to fade. I think he's over this team. I think he's grateful for the fact that he's got like four weeks left with them and then it's done. We got four weeks left and then the Hogs will be done with this train wreck of a basketball season that saw them back in October beat Purdue and end of November beat Duke and just so much hype and belief that they could be better 
than what we're seeing right now. But obviously, that's just that's not how it went down. That's not what happened. Appreciate you being here on the show as we continue to get you caught up on everything going on in the wide world of sports. Arkansas Razorback focus basketball in the opening monologue today. We'll hear from Eric Musselman when we come back from break. He was not a happy camper. Baseball found out yesterday what its opening weekend rotation will look like Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and Monday. So we'll get into that in the headlines. Dave Van Horn with a little sound if we have some time for that, which I think we will. Talking about James Madison and the opening weekend opponent. So we got that coming up for you. Jermaine Petty to put a wrap on the Super Bowl. And what a debacle that was yesterday. I won't talk too much here out the gates. We'll talk some more after the headlines in just a few minutes. But that deal in Kansas City yesterday, I don't care whether you're, you're, you're a gangster, you're mentally deranged. I don't care what the reasons are. That is a victory parade, and that was an awful story. And so Chiefs fans today, Kansas City folks, were thinking about you. 20 people wounded. One person, a local radio DJ, a gal who was there at some event, gets shot and killed. And it could have been me. What the heck is that? We got listeners who had family up there who were running from stampeding, terrified crowds. You can't have that. Folks, that's three hours up the highway. That ain't New York City. And that's not L.A. or Detroit or Baltimore or Memphis. You know, we like to be like, oh, the problems happened there. No, middle America, right up the road. And I'm not blaming one person. I'm not blasting the culture. I'm just saying... That was an awful scene and uh, just terrible to see, obviously, for anybody who's paying attention. All right. It's, um, wow, 7.25. Little long out the gates. lot to discuss as we make some sense of what really felt like the end of the Arkansas Razorback basketball season last night. Hogs get blown out. Very sparse crowd. Eric Musselman not really as animated as usual. Feels like the checkout factor is in full effect. And... I mean, how could it not be right now? This team sees the writing on the wall. They ain't getting any results. Question of the day is up. Which cra- Speaking of crowds, which crowd this weekend is the best of the crowds? Friday, Saturday, Sunday, or Monday? Which of the crowds this weekend at Bomb Walker Stadium will be the biggest of the four crowds? It's an interesting question. You got a chance of rain tomorrow, but it looks like temps will be in the low 50s. It's opening day, man. Saturday, chillier, but sunny in the 40s. It's Saturday. Sunday, looks like right around 60 and sunny. I think Sunday could be a really good turnout. And then Monday's technically a President's Day holiday. And maybe some folks playing hooky and planning on that one already. But four games this weekend. Question of the day today. Which of the four opening weekend Razorback baseball games, right? The number two team in America playing right there down the block, a team that actually seems like it knows what it's doing right now. Well, which crowd will have the biggest turnout? We'll ask you that one. All right, I need to take a break. Way overdue here. Tremendous folks bringing you this show every day. They are diehard. They are committed. They are dedicated. And I uh, can't say enough about them. You hear them sometimes on the show in person. We need to get some more of these fine business owners to hang out in the bunker studio and spread the word, spread the message. Economy, baby, economy. Got to keep it going. Northwest Arkansas. It's a heck of a thing. And so are you a heck of a person for spending some time with this sports talk radio program as you do each and every day. Doing it live. Time shiftable. You can make it happen for yourself on the podcast later. Quick break. Come back. Headlines are next. Thanks for being here, my friends.
A to Z Golf Cars has moved, but it still has the same awesome customer service and phenomenal inventory you won't find anywhere else. Northwest Arkansas's go-to golf car spot for over 20 years. Neighborhood cars, cruisers, horse cars, first to the ball or last to the ball, roll up in style with A to Z. Repair work with quick turnarounds, too. Now located at 483 North Highway 62 in Rogers, two miles north of the city airport. Call 479-273-9229. Need to lose 100 pounds this year? Don't restrict your diet. Forget joining a gym. Instead, lose the weight of that cheating spouse of yours. At Mock Legal Solutions, there is no hourly billing. You pay one flat fee for your divorce. Call today, 479-769-1505. And let's be honest, it's closer to 200 pounds, right? Mock Legal Solutions. Real advice, reasonable price. Shogun of Fayetteville for a special experience every time. Best Japanese cuisine around, they have it all. The sushi is top-notch, but everyone's talking about their hibachi grill. The chefs are incredible. It's delicious and entertaining at the same time. For recruiting, celebrations, or just a good old date night, Shogun of Fayetteville has never let me down. With the scenic view of Fayetteville from the hill by the mall. Full menu online, shogunfayetteville.com. Hey guys, you've been feeling a little bit lower energy of late. The motivation's down. Well, it's time to take control of it here in 2024. Bioidentical hormone replacement is state-of-the-art. And Dr. Mark Olson is the only... Yes, we can even light your pickleball court. For more info, visit buildersdirectlighting.com or call 479-256-0461. You don't know if you're getting the guy or not. You just don't know. And so I feel like one of the things right now that we are seeing more and more and more in this country is people struggling to be kind to each other. People struggling to, you know, treat each other the right way. And, and again, it's not a political thing. It's really not. It's not about that stuff. It's about valuing human life and understanding that you can't treat people like that. You can't hurt people like that. You just can't do it. But it happened yesterday. And so Kansas City's victory parade was just a debacle. Mm. You got Mahomes and Kelsey and Andy Reid and crew out there and prayers and all that stuff. It just oh, it rips my heartstrings here. And to think, too, again, that the gal... One person killed yesterday at this thing that the gal who died is a radio host. She was talking sports. She's a DJ. Killed. No reason. At a remote. I mean, can you imagine that? All right. I got to move off of that because we make the whole morning about that. But that kind of wrecked the day in a lot of ways yesterday. Other items. 49ers. Defensive coordinator Steve Wilkes is out after one year at the helm. That's odd, isn't it? One year. And he's fired. And Kyle Shanahan says, well, it, just, it wasn't a good fit, man. I mean, you were one stop away from winning the Super Bowl. You wonder if that's not a personality clash. But Kyle Shanahan, 
one of those guys who thinks he has it all figured out. He gets very tight in the second half of these games with the lead, especially in the playoffs. And they were lucky to beat the Packers. Let's be honest about that, too. And he's going to blame Wilkes. All right. Sure. Whatever you want. Other scores last night. We, obviously, Arkansas body slammed. Bad. By Tennessee, real bad, 92 to 63. Another slamming last night in the SEC. How about number 11, South Carolina, going down to Auburn and getting beat by 40 points, 101 to 61. Auburn over South Carolina. How about it? Man. All right. Eric Musselman sound. As we promised you earlier, it was not a fun night for him. On Valentine's, you had the the pink pom-poms in the house. You were hoping for some kind of better result, but you didn't get it. And uh, now you got seven games left to go, and it ain't pretty right now. That is for sure. Eric Musselman after the game trying to make some sense of, what, the worst loss of the year? Second worst loss of the year? It wasn't good. 29. Here's Moss after the game. All right, uh, Kevin, I thought the second, I mean, first and second half, we gave up 46 points. So defensively, not much different, not a good either half defensively. Uh, Tennessee, more physical than us, uh, created more turnovers. The points off turnovers was a killer. Uh, we've talked about our inability at times to take care of the basketball. Live ball turnovers was a, was a huge, huge problem tonight. Um, Tennessee had a better competitive spirit. That was plain to see. And, um, you know, now the schedule hadn't done us any favors. I mean, now we're the last SEC game on a Wednesday night. Mississippi State has off, and we go there. So uh, it's the second time it's happened to us in the last couple of weeks. No excuses. It's a schedule we have, but uh, not easy knowing, again, why we couldn't play on a Tuesday. Not sure why we're the last game on Wednesday and then have a, another early game, not a late game on Saturday. So a very, very quick turnaround. Uh, for our team, and we got to we got to we got to draw free throws attempted. That's our game is getting to the foul line. Tennessee's a very very physical team. Uh, Tennessee opponents, I think, in SCC play average over twenty two free throws attempted tonight. We get fifteen. We had a goal of trying to get there to the thirty. We thought that was a realistic Herman's goal. We got half on college in Fayetteville, um, so, a tradition. Yeah, we got to no do a better job around. against when playing through contact steak, or initiating contact, salmon, something for um, lunch or dinner. That was a big part of the game back. plan. Their we 60th were anniversary uh, and the food keeps get getting better. Attempted. Perfect time to stop by and check out their yeah, revamp menu, um, the Dusty Omelette, really um, personal dude. favorite. Yeah, Herman's in Phase. Follow them on Instagram or Facebook for more you info. Stop by and grab some grub today is, at Herman's, celebrating his 60th year in business in 2024. You can tell he gets in the gym. Tim Stanley, a long-time local business owner in Northwest Arkansas. And I'm super excited to Like he can he can make that shot. He's big. He's physical. He ducks in. Part of it. I also um, wanted to inform the listening I audience that I bought again, I, like I said, I think it's one of the most improved so players. More of a um, state coverage. Just like has, JB, it's uh, to be part he's of this. He's a rebounds the ball, plays really, really, really hard. World, a um, company, I thought that really they do it. And uh, Gainey were the two features a legendary endless buffet. to feast yourself. Enjoy over 150 menu items. Actually, guarded, um, a 
online that are really, really good shooters from deep. Well, I mean, Siegel, there's a guy that can make threes to Scobie. And Siegel were one of six. That was a big part of the game plan. We did a good job defending those guys. Dalton Connect is a guy that I think had seven or six or seven threes in his last game that he made between Siegel and Scobie and Dalton Connect. If you would have told me that they would only make two threes and we would lose by this much, I would have said there's no possible way. But there is a Installation of hot tubs, vehicle charging stations, and we're looking for the folks who are best. These guys are the lighting experts who literally do it all and can add some light to your life too. Light electric, light them on Facebook, four seven nine two two zero two eight three six. I thought they got whatever they wanted in the paint tonight. I thought that blue kangaroo blackouts. We know bad things happen, and we're here to help. Hard post ups and physical post ups, and they established Arkansas and North Central Arkansas. And when you catch the ball that deep, it's weather happen all the time. pretty hard to stop somebody. We have your back. Just, uh, warehousing, it seemed like they were open to letting you guys shoot threes. Do you think maybe you settled and the shot selection was, was good? Or was it something that maybe you guys didn't quite pound the paint as much as you have in previous games? I mean, we you know, I mean, first half, we were 6 of 13. Um, so I thought we did a good job. Obviously, in the second half, you know, 2 of 10, yeah, maybe we would have gone 2 for 6. You know, so maybe, you know, yeah, maybe we took four too many threes, you know, but when you're down by that much, you're going to shoot three. So, I mean, I don't, you know, I don't think that that was, again, yeah, I would, I would have liked to have taken four less threes maybe. But, I mean, if you look at the percentages, it's, you know, that's not really what lost the game. You mentioned their live ball turnovers. Is there, like, the turnovers that you guys that didn't, you guys source that didn't turn into live ball turnovers and easy points? I mean, is that just rotten luck or is there something maybe there that, you know, Steele's said you guys can maybe do a better job of capitalizing on their turnovers? Yeah, I mean, I, I think we need to do a better job in a lot of areas, but certainly if you have 12 steals, that's a, uh, you know, it's a, it's a pretty good number. It's more steals than they had and yeah, we need to convert those for sure. Check out these. All right. I got a good feel for you from Eric Musselman there. And I think we're going to call it. So maybe we can play a little David Horn sound time permitting here on the show. But you got to hear a good five, six minutes of Muss there. Not too happy. And uh, hopefully the audio quality coming in okay for folks as we continue through the morning. Um, I'm with Charlie. I was just looking at Charlie's post here in the chat room. And I think my boy Charlie and Springdale is on to something. Eric Musselman, all over the schedule after that game, we're running out of things here. Is that really what that was last night? It was bad scheduling? So you play, you played Tennessee the night before, and you really think it's going to be that big a difference in the game? I don't know about that take. That is a weird take. It's certainly a take. I see Dennis blaming the schedule is certainly a take. Man, incredible stuff. But you know what? That's what it is. Eric Musselman out of reasons, out of rationale for why his team is playing this poorly. And it's bad. It's bad. Don't have a lot of good players. They don't seem to like each other at all. The coaching staff is completely disconnected from them. And this is where we find ourselves is three and eight with four weeks left to go. Question of the day today. Let's do a little more baseball. We found that out yesterday. Arkansas's opening weekend rotation is in place, and I think it's not much of a surprise, certainly, about how this thing looks at the top, but you're going to throw your boy, Hagan Smith, opening day. How could you not? He's he's the leader for this team. He's the veteran. He's the guy you're expecting to have a really big season 
at the top of that rotation. So that's a big one is that you get Hagen Smith announced as your Friday starter. Uh, Brady Tiger tabbed yesterday by DVH. And again, we'll play some sound here in a few, but he's going to be your Saturday starter. Mason Molina gets tabbed for Sunday by Dave Van Horn. So you go lefty, righty, lefty, and then Molina on Sunday. And Monday, Colin Fisher gets to start an opening weekend. So that's pretty interesting. So Smith, Tigert, Molina, and Fisher. And uh, interesting stuff there as you work your way through the opening weekend. And we'll we'll see how these guys perform. But Arkansas and James Madison, four games this week at our question of the day. Which of the four games do you think will be the best attended? Which of the four games do you think will have the best attendance on the weekend? We'll get back to that conversation and hear a little from Dave Inhorn as well. Jermaine Petty coming up. In 20 minutes, your thoughts on Arkansas Razorback basketball and football, uh, the tragedy in Kansas City, you name it. I'm down to talk about it. We're coming right back. Everybody get up. We're fired up talking sports on the radio with you each and every day. It gets me going. I hope it gets you going a little bit too as you get a chance to settle into your day and then have a good time with it and find out what's going on in Arkansas Razorback land. Chat room has been lighting it up here of late. I like Donnie B back in the house. He's still hung up on the Super Bowl. Doesn't like how that went down. Questionable calls. The stuff is rigged. Not so easy to rig a game, Donnie. You got to do so many things. You're going to have to pay off refs. You're going to have to pay off players. It's going to take way more money than it's worth to rig games. And why would you do that? For who? For what? You know, when I was young, I thought, oh, maybe the refs are out to get my teams. Mm -mm -mm. Not so much. Certainly weren't out to get Arkansas last night. 92 to 63. How about Tennessee bludgeon mode over Arkansas? And the place half full. Question of the day today. I'm looking ahead to opening weekend baseball. Bring on baseball, baby. What is the biggest crowd for the Diamond Hogs this opening weekend, what do you think? Friday, Saturday, Sunday, or Monday? We found out a little more yesterday about this pitching staff, the way Dave Van Horn wants to play it out, the way he sees it going down. And there's a lot to like about this team, incredibly deep. Certainly not like the Arkansas Razorback team, which seems like it has almost no depth to speak of. Certainly not functional depth. But Dave Van Horn getting his boys ready for James Madison, trying to do everything he can to keep the team as healthy as possible as they get their their licks in. You'd expect some pitch count uh, observations to go on this weekend, too. I, I think you're not trying to throw guys more than 60, 70 pitches at the most. But you also don't want to you know, put yourself in a spot where you're you know, stuck throwing a guy way too long on Sunday or Monday because maybe you didn't handle it the way you wanted on Friday or Saturday. Dave Van Horn yesterday, talking some James Madison. Let's hear from the GOAT. And giving us the rotation. I want that out the gates. Here he was announcing his staff. Have your uh, starting rotations this weekend. Yeah. Uh, We'll go with uh, Hagen Smith Friday. Uh, We'll go with Tigert Saturday, Molina Sunday, and Colin Fisher on Monday. And how many years? Maybe never I've been able to tell you a rotation. So hopefully... We'll stay healthy all year. We'll be able to figure this one out. 
knew those top three guys would be there. Yeah. We, maybe a little bit of question on the order between Tiger and Molina. Was there any strategy with that order there? Uh, not really. Uh, just figured, I don't know, you probably talked to Coach Hobbs about it, but I think, you know, left, right, left, didn't, I guess it, it really doesn't matter, and it can change. Just maybe the, the, the two guys that have been in our program the longest. Uh, I mean, you could go through a lot of things. It's maybe how they pitched. It's, uh, but I think... There's, they're pretty equal. There's, they're both really good. So uh, we'll, we'll just, we'll go that way. But nah, no, no particular reason. Decision to go with Fisher there in the, the fourth game. We were thinking about, you know, Bobby. We've got some other guys as well. Bobby, you know, tweaked his hamstring a little bit, and pitch count was down. As you know, you know, he tried to pitch last weekend, and we, we were inside it. He didn't have his best stuff, and and have the command that he's had, and. Uh, but that's kind of what we're looking at. I mean, if you really look at it, Gabe Gackle's pitched really well lately. He threw great last weekend, and, um, you know, he would be a candidate, and there's a couple others. So it's a good problem to have. Um, some of these guys are young, but uh, their stuff is really good. So we'll we'll just we'll play it out. It's so like I told the team yesterday before practice started. We had a little meeting in the dugout. I just talked about it's just, it's just the beginning of the season, and – you know, the game will tell us what to do. You guys will show us what to do. And, uh, you know, the cream will rise to the top. We'll figure it out. Just how tough was it to, to hear Peyton Stovall broke his foot this, this close to the season? Well, it was tough. It was tough for, for Peyton. It was tough for me personally, for Peyton. And I think our team feels really bad for him. I mean, he, he, was, he was upset about it when he found out. He just, you know, why me? Why does this keep happening? And Missed games last year. He was really swinging the bat well, played good too. So, yeah, I just told him, you know, you're you're the strongest, you know, one of the stronger guys mentally. You can handle this, and that's why I was put on you. I feel like, and I think that, uh, you know, he'll be he'll be even more ready to go once he gets it going uh, and gets his live at bats. Uh, but yeah, it was tough. And when it happened, when the where the ball hit him, we we're like, ooh, that is not a good spot. Even though it was a changeup. It hit him flush, and he didn't move. You know, he's leading off the game, and, you know, he's mad at himself for not jumping out of the way. And uh, I said, well, you just, you know, you play the game the right way, and the guy throws you a change-up, you just kind of let it hit you, and you take your base. And, and it's, you didn't do anything wrong. It's kind of the way you're trained. And uh, we're, we're, we're sure excited to get him back when he comes back. And just not having him in second, how do you feel about, I guess, Holt, Sprague, Lott, anybody else maybe? Yeah, th those are, you know, Holt will play there and uh, played there the last third of the season, did a great job. Um, you know, he was going to be our starting third baseman. Uh, so Sprague, Lott, who was going to probably play a little bit everywhere, will start. And he started in college for a few years. So uh, I feel good about those guys defensively. James Madison, do you do you do much of an advanced scout on one? Yeah, and it's still going on right now. I mean, uh, basically, what I can tell you is that you know we what we can do is we 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 know what they did last year with who's coming back, and you know maybe we've we've got velocities and tendencies and and those type of things. But I mean, this is a team that last year hit right at almost three hundred. You know, won a lot of games. Uh, they've they're competitive, and I don't feel like they would have scheduled to come here a couple of years ago if they didn't feel good about what they had in the program at the time and then also what's coming in to start the season on the road, 
you know, a long way from home like this. Really good stats, you know, just a tough out. You look at his numbers, his strikeouts to walks and batting average. I mean, he's he's the guy they're probably built their lineup around, and he had a tremendous year last year. So, you know, really, you, you try to watch batting practice the first day and see if some of the reports are. All right, I'm going to call that there because we got a little feel for James Madison out of Dave Van Horn, and we are flat out of time here in the first hour of the program. So, DBH, the skipper. Giving you a feel for the pitching staff and how he's going to handle that. A little bit of respect there for James Madison and certainly Fenwick Tremble. And then you have the angle of uh, with uh, with Arkansas right now of Peyton Stovall out of the mix at second base. The injury setting him back for the first four or five weeks of the season. We weren't sure how Arkansas would fill that void, but you heard Dave say right there, <clears throat> we're going to do it with Peyton Holt. He's going to play second base for us. And then we'll uh, we'll figure it out with Sprague Lott, probably a third to start this season. Flexible stuff. You got guys who can play a lot of different positions on this baseball team. And that's where we're at. And we're an hour in. We'll take a break. We'll come back. More fallout on the Super Bowl. Jermaine Petty joins us for a couple. We'll do that right after this. It's the real NWAJB. And we're coming right back.